Hey guys, welcome back to the Holiday Rewind with me, Carly, and Courtney. Today, get ready to creep it real with us as we dive into my favorite holiday, Halloween. Alright, let's get started. The first subtopic we are going to cover is history. Halloween started off as a medieval Christian tradition, the Eve of All Saints Day. Another name for All Saints Day was All Hallows Eve, where hollow meant to sanctify. This name, All Hallows Eve, turned into what we now know to be Halloween. Some traditions of this All Hallows Eve included the poor going to the homes of the wealthy and offering to pray for the recently departed in that household. It was believed that more prayers meant a soul was more likely to be saved. During the 1840s, many immigrants ventured overseas in hopes of escaping religious persecution as well as famine in their countries, such as Irish and Scottish. Both groups brought over different customs to the states like Halloween. Although many Irish immigrants were discriminated against due to Catholicism, the Catholic origin quickly became separated from the holiday, and it soon became widespread across America. Throughout the 1930s, college students picked up on this holiday, and they soon named it trick-or-treating. Similar to the Latin American holiday Dia de los Muertos, the Celts also believed that during one day of the year, also the end of harvest season, that souls could travel back to the present day even though they are already deceased. The Catholic churches began to pick up on some of these traditions and created their holiday named All Saints Day. Through a bunch of different trials in the holiday name, it soon became Halloween when brought over to America. In the Gaelish traditions, they welcome spirits with food and fear of the spirits damaging their winter crops. Hey Courtney, I have a joke about winter and Halloween. What do you get when you cross a snowman with a vampire? What? Frostbite! <laughs> One of my favorite Halloween traditions is carving jack-o'-lanterns. Every year, for as long as I can remember, my family would lay a newspaper down on our kitchen table a few nights before Halloween and carve pumpkins for hours. My brothers and I would always get into competitions as to who would carve the best pumpkin. I'm pretty sure I won every year, but I've always wondered where this tradition came from. I never really carved pumpkins with my family, but I do remember my first field trip in kindergarten. We went to the pumpkin patch to pick out pumpkins, and of course my mom snapped tons of photos. Oftentimes, every Halloween, we take my baby cousins to Carter's Mountain, where we pick apples, and they have the opportunity to pick pumpkins and go on a hayride. After doing some research, we both found jack-o'-lantern origin stories. I'll go ahead and explain the theory I found, and then Courtney will explain hers. The legend starts as a tricky fellow named Jack tricked Satan into climbing up a tree. Jack then carved a cross into the bark, trapping Satan in the treetop. Jack struck a deal with the devil. Jack would let the devil out of the tree if the devil would never tempt him again. Later when Jack died, his evil kept him out of heaven, but the devil wouldn't let him enter hell either. This forced Jack to wander around the darkness night after night. Satan decided to allow Jack one singular ember to guide his way. This ember was placed inside of a turnip. Another jack-o'-lantern story I found originated from an old tale about the afterlife. Jack-o'-lantern was a name of the light that wandered across swampy areas. They believed that it represented a soul that was rejected from heaven and hell. Now that we know how Jack came to be, let's dive into the O'Lantern. People originally carved turnips to guide Jack as well as to keep evil spirits away. However, once the Irish and Scottish migrated to America, pumpkins were much more bountiful than turnips and onions, so they carved the pumpkins instead. Alright, now I think it's time for a little break from the heavier topics. Let's go through some quick facts. 
The following information we found in an article written by Jack Hartnell about skeletons and medieval doctors. Early medieval authors described most parts of the skeleton thoroughly in their medical diaries, individualating their different functions. The ribs fortified the chest, the skull protected the soft brain underneath, the clavicle, from the Latin clavicula, meaning little key, locked the arms to the chest at the shoulder. It's really interesting how close they got to what is true today. In medieval times, doctors didn't really know how many bones people had. Today we know that we have 206, but back then they thought that men had 229 bones, and women had 226 bones, which was also included in Hartnell's article. Hey Courtney, want to hear a joke? Why do skeletons have low self-esteem? Why? Because they have no body to love. Okay, that was a good one. Now let's hop into how Halloween has changed over the years. It is so weird to me how a holiday created by Christians turns into an event full of tricks and sometimes demons. Due to Celt traditions, Celts would wear attire that resembled spirits and painted their faces black in order for spirits to avoid them. In the 19th century, costumes changed due to books that were inspired by golf culture, and people also dressed as foreign or exotic people or things. Later on, costumes are now guided by current pop culture, and in the 70s, costumes began to be more revealing and party-like. When I was younger, we celebrated Halloween maybe two or three times. I vividly remember finding a picture a few years ago and my parents literally dressed my brother up as a ninja turtle, and I, a three-year-old, was dressed up as a giraffe. I wonder where they got their inspiration from. Trick-or-treating started off as a way to show respect and love for recently deceased family. Similar to the Latin American holiday, the Day of the Dead, people would leave out food for the spirits to eat. It was believed that the wall between the spirit world and the human world was thinner on Halloween, so communication and gifts were necessary to keep the spirits happy. Though this holiday has deep Catholic and pagan backgrounds, it has become a hit worldwide. I'll tell you about some of my favorite traditions I have learned about. In Czechoslovakia, the family gathers chairs around the fire, setting one for each family member that has passed away. In Austria, they leave out bread and water, like we do with, for Santa with milk and cookies, in order to welcome the souls back on earth. Many Germans hide knives and any weapons that they have in their house so that spirits won't hurt them. My personal favorites are those in Kawasaki, Japan, and Manila, Philippines. They both have large parades full of cute pets and costumes. In Japan, over 100,000 people attend this event, and in the Philippines, they use emission tickets to raise money for animal charities and foundations. It's really interesting how different countries have adopted similar traditions as well as creating their own. Courtney, are you ready for another joke? What do you call a witch's garage? A broom closet. Now, it gets a little heavy. Let's talk about Christian origin and the great debate of celebrating the holiday amongst religious communities. Many parents have taken their children out of any Halloween festivities because they believe that the pagan culture celebrates Satan and goes against Christianity. A lot of Jewish people celebrate the holiday called Purim, where they dress up and give out candy and march. In Muslim cultures, the holiday has been banned because the Quran rejects the glorification of non-Muslim holidays. Many parents just want to keep the holiday, as well as other big holidays that deal with religion, out of the school system. All right, all right, all right. Now it's time to involve our listeners. We're going to ask a few questions, and you also try to guess the right answers out loud. 
What percentage of parents say they would eat some of their children's Halloween candy? 25%, 76%, 80%, or 97%? Their correct answer is 80%. I wonder how much candy my parents stole from my brothers and I without us noticing. To be fair, when some of our grandparents were children, they missed out on lots of Halloween treats due to sugar rations from the World War II era. When our parents grew up, they were able to wander more freely due to new suburbs, and now children have the ultimate holiday fun and enormous bags of candy. How much money does the confectionery industry generate each year? $100 million, $750 million, $35 billion, or $50 billion? The correct answer is $35 billion. That's a lot of candy. Did you know that people dress their pets up in Halloween costumes? Petco sells costumes from $5 to $30. Some of these costumes include a unicorn hoodie, bumblebee, mermaids, lobsters, cowboys, and even a taco. Here's a Halloween party game that was played in Celtic Britain. This is a fortune-telling game that tells you who you're going to marry. Set up three bowls on a table, one that's empty, one with clean water, and one with dirty water. Lead a blindfolded person to the three bowls and have him or her dip their fingers in the bowls. If he or she touches the empty bowl three times, they won't get married. If they touch the dirty bowl, they will marry someone who's been married before. If they touch the clean water, they will marry a young and good-looking person. Why did the headless horseman go into business? He wanted to get ahead in life. We definitely just hit our audience with a truckload of information. Let's do what we do best and rewind this holiday. So, Halloween started as a Celtic holiday, All Saints Day, All Hallows Eve. This holiday was thought to be a time when the gap between the spirit world and the human world was most weak, and the devil was at his strongest. Folk tales about a sneaky boy named Jack who made a deal with the devil, and the idea that leaving food out for spirits would keep them from harming you arose. Once the potato famine in the 1840s hit, the Irish traveled to America, bringing this tradition along with them. Now that you have a refresher on how the holiday started, it helps clear up how Halloween has changed throughout the years. Turnips changed to pumpkins due to lacks of crops in America. Dressing up to resemble the deceased turned into little kids dressing up as fun characters of pop culture. Though the holiday has spread worldwide, Americans spend billions annually on this fun but unusual holiday. I hope you guys enjoyed my favorite holiday, from everything sweet to the dark history of Halloween. And always remember to creep it real.